Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Rossin. Back at it. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, hope you guys are having a great start to your day or have had a great day whenever you guys listen to me. I noticed uh, it looks like, <clears throat> I don't know if these, i got to check and see if these times are in Eastern, but it looks like most people listen mid-afternoon. Um, it's... And then we get some stragglers at like 1 o'clock in the morning. So whoever's out there listening to me late night, I appreciate you. <laughs> but uh, most is mid-afternoon. So happy mid-afternoon to most of you. And uh, I appreciate your guys' support. You know, as always, um, please, if you can, share the podcast. Thank you to those of you. Pat and Stephanie uh, popping in my head. Laylee. You shared it yesterday. I appreciate you guys tagging me on Instagram, posting these. It means the world to me. And it just helps help people. You know what I mean? It just helps us help people. That's all it's about. All this is about is helping people. Getting the word out there, teaching people how to make money, teaching people mentality, teaching people spirit, spirituality. You know, we, we got to get this information out to as many people as we can because it helps people. It makes a major, major impact. What is up with this traffic? It, may, it makes a major impact uh, on people's lives. So I appreciate you guys all sharing it. Like I said, I don't make anything from doing this. I just do it because I want to help people. So appreciate all of you that consistently share it. And those of you that don't, I would, I would love it if... Uh, you could just send it to a couple people or, or tag me on Instagram at obsidian underscore achievement. But anyways, let's get into it today. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was thinking about how it never, like, th- it never gets easier. Which should be encouraging and discouraging to you, uh, some of you encouraging if things aren't getting easier in your life and discouraging if you expect them to be easier at some point. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. But I don't know where we got this conditioning that at some point you arrive at a place where everything's okay. You know what I mean? Is it just me or was anybody else led to believe this when we were younger? Like someday, if you do this, you do this, you do this, you're going to have a good life. Everything's going to be easy. House with the picket fence and the blah, 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 blah. Well, when when you look inside the house with the picket fence, there's a divorce going on. One of the kids just got caught snorting cocaine in his room. You know what I mean? It's like... Things are never what they seem. So where did we get sold on life eventually gets easy? I can remember um, when I started in the life insurance game, my manager at the time telling me like, dude, listen, like you build a team, you know, someday you're going to be home every day at 12 o'clock after running the overview and maybe doing some final interviews and you know, you won't be in the field anymore. And, dude, you're just going to be making money. You're just going to be making money. What she was right about the money. Um, a, 
and I was at home, you know, I was able to leave the office much earlier. I wasn't in the field anymore. But what they don't prepare you for, and this isn't just, you know, exclusive to life insurance, this is anywhere. What they don't prepare you for is when your income goes to 15, sometimes 20,000 a week. At one point I was making in, in life insurance 15 to 20,000 a week. A bad week was 8 to 12. Um, massive team. We had a massive, massive organization. The biggest and one of the biggest in the company at the time. Which is always fun to reflect on. You know, we had, we, I was talking to a girl last night about this. Uh, I used to be on the team. Um, we used to have a lot of fun. <laughs> we used to have a lot of fun, man. And we were making money hand over fist, but there were always problems. <laughs> there were always major, major issues. Managers not getting along, a manager wanting to quit, a manager who's not getting paid, people not getting paid lead issues, this issue, this person said something they shouldn't have said to a client, these two are fighting, this one's girlfriend, Just it was just a constant stream of problems, but I was getting paid, I was getting paid big time to handle the problems, but it, uh, the point of that is that it never gets easier, you know, I, I started this staffing company, this is another great example. I started this staffing company and I started, you know, I was working 16 hour days almost every day. I would leave the house at six o'clock in the morning and I wasn't getting home until sometimes 10 o'clock at night to my wife who was pregnant. And, uh, you know, I was telling the boys the other day, I was doing 20, you know, they were, one of the guys said something about having 12 finals on his schedule. I was doing 24, 24 to 30 final interviews a day. Plus, an over two overviews, two company overviews, um, grinding, grinding, and then on top of that, I was handling pipeline, getting people through their licensing. Uh, I was handling, I, I was handling everything, clients. I was literally doing everything. It was me and one staff person, Rachel, <laughs> and then I added a few others, and then a few others, and then a few others, and now. I manage client relations and run overviews, you know, and, and other things here and there behind the scenes, you know, but it's my workload has gotten, let's say lighter in terms of like the front end brute force, but there's caught now that we're big, we're a big, big company. Now we do, you know, well over six figures a month. Um, not a big, big company, but a decent-sized company, especially in the recruiting space. We, we, we don't really have competitors. There's just problems. You know what I mean? Like, last week was just an absolute torrential downpour of issues. It seemed like... it seemed Last week was one of those weeks where it seemed like everything was going to come apart at the seams. It really did. Um, to the point where I haven't been in probably two years like worried and last week I was like oh no like you know we we possibly jeopardize the relationship with a big client and then another client that it's just uh there are a lot of issues with people where you know people were turning into nut jobs and psychos that we had hired and just uh it, it just was a bad stroke of luck last week and uh but it it all worked out <laughs> 
We got the problems corrected, issues corrected, discounts given, big discounts given. We just we we did the right thing, I think, in terms of course correction with our systems, and we did the right thing in course correction with our clients, and we fixed it. It's all good. This week, everything's running very smoothly. But now, <clears throat> our invoice system seems to be down because we didn't get any of our invoices in to pay staff. So you know, it's always there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. You know, I was thinking about Ada too. You know, we, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about how easy of a baby she is generally, but then we've got to fly this weekend. And, uh, there's just so many examples of how just life, <clears throat> life is just one thing after another. That's how it is. Life is one thing after another, after another, after another. And it's never going to get easier. So what, what's the point of this whole podcast episode? What am I just telling you that your life's going to be difficult and miserable? Well, no. And yes, yes, your life is going to be difficult. Everybody, everybody on this call, your life is going to be difficult. Even people that seemingly have it easy end up in difficult situations. You, you see it all the time with these kids that are born with a silver spoon in their mouths and end up developing drug addictions and DUIs and all this other stuff. <clears throat> Life's difficulties have a, have a funny way of finding you out no matter where you're at. But the thing is, is you don't have to be miserable. And the best thing that you can do is practice perspective. The best thing that you could possibly do is practice perspective. And what I mean by practice perspective is you are consciously aware of how you receive and process information and draw conclusions. You are consciously aware of how you receive and process information and draw conclusions. An example. I get rear-ended at a stoplight. Back end of the car is all bent up, right? You know, a lady who just wasn't paying attention, was texting, was starting to slow down, but miscalculated, wham, just a little nudge in the back. Well, now maybe I'm late for something. The back end of my car is a little bit messed up. Thank God this lady had insurance, blah, blah, blah. This, this didn't happen to me. This is hypothetical. You know, one way to think about it is kind of like I just said, okay, good thing this lady was slowing down and she didn't hit me going 50 miles an hour and kill me. Good thing she has insurance. Good thing I even have a car to get hit in, right? Good thing it was I that got rear-ended and not me doing the rear-ending because it's 100% her fault. And hey, insurance will cover it. That's one way to think about it. And that's a healthy way to think about it, especially the fact that she could have been doing six, could have been some idiot teenager, because you see this all the time, these young girls on their stupid phones, killing people left and right, going 50 miles an hour through stoplights and stop signs, because TikToking and dancing are more important, right? I sound like an angry old man, but I just, I see this a lot now. It's, it's just, it's absurd how many people are dying from young teenage girls. It's, lethal weapons 
The other way to think about it is, oh my God, I got rear-ended. My life is a mess and yeah, spill my coffee. And you see these people all the time. You see these people on social media that live in absolute abject misery. And it's just like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. I like to think that, you know, the demons of this world like to torment people that are easy pickings, so to speak. There are people out there that are easy pickings and they're the people that always have really bad things happening to them all the time. All the time. Because their perspective is so bent and warped and negative and pathetic. Like, anytime I start to feel bad for myself, I think about there's kids with cancer. There's a parent that just lost their child somewhere. I live in the greatest country on earth, regardless of what anybody says, to make an opportunity for myself. I just think about I think about all the things I have in my life, in my relationships, and my comforts and my conveniences, and I'm like, it ain't that bad. Like if it doesn't kill you. It's going to help you if you think about it the right way. And even like getting rear-ended. Like, okay, what's this teaching me? Well, maybe there's no lesson other than being patient and graceful. Being graceful with the person that hit you and not losing your temper. Like, there's always an opportunity in every inconvenience and adversity to practice being, if anything else, to practice being a better person. Man, that hit me like a ton of bricks. There's an opportunity in every inconvenience, every adversity, every disagreement, every anything negative to practice being a better person. To practice patience, to practice grace, to practice love for your neighbor. Even if there's no other lesson to be learned, it's an opportunity to flex and exercise that proverbial muscle, right? So I want you to think about that, man. What are you dealing in your life? So first off, let's start here. What are you dealing in your life right now? Like what things went wrong today already? Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing, the the second way I want your thinking to progress, rather the second stop in the progression, is I want you to think about how you immediately reacted to these situations. What was your immediate knee-jerk reaction? And did it manifest itself outwardly? Did you throw, okay, you, you know, spill coffee, did you throw a temper tantrum? I'm bad at that. When little inanimate objects don't do what I want them to do, I lose my mind. Ask my wife. I just can't. I just, it's it's like a, and it's like an ego God complex thing. It really is. The more I started to think about why I lose my mind when little things don't go right, like inanimate objects, it's two things. It's number one, it's like I'm dealing with way bigger problems than this stupid little coffee grinder that doesn't want to work. It only works every third time. And then it's like, how dare you disobey my commands coffee grinder you know what I mean and I'm like this is why I'm losing my freaking gourd 
every time an inanimate object just doesn't do what I want it to do. <laughs> so I want you to think about how you react. What was your reaction? And then third, I want you to think about what's the lesson that could have been learned. How funny. If I deal with one more coincidence, I'm sitting at the stoplight right now by the first stop convenience store outside of Scarborough. And I just got done talking about somebody being rear-ended. And lo and behold, there's a fire truck, an ambulance, three cop cars over here. Looks like some kid's starting to sweep up plastic because somebody got rear-ended at the stoplight. <laughs> oh, he's putting stuff down to get the oil, collect the oil. What in the world? That's two days in a row that there's been some wild coincidence. That's so crazy. Oh, I yawned. I never, oh, wow, damn. Yeah, he rear-ended that guy hard, man. Look at the, all their cars are destroyed. I hope they're okay. How weird is that? Okay, anyways, going back. So I want you to think about what your reaction was and judge whether or not it was appropriate and how could you get better in your reaction. And then I want you to think about if there's a lesson to be learned, what's the lesson? What's the lesson? I was walking somebody through their finances the other day because they asked me for money. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to start doing from now on is when somebody asks me for money, I'm going to ask them to send me their checking and savings uh, statements for the last three months, like a loan company. And I'm going to look and I'm going to peel them apart. And it was this kid's, kid's sports gambling. It's like, well, you spent... The thousand dollars that you're asking me for, you spent two grand betting last month. So, what's the lesson to be learned there, dingus? It's not the universe, you know, because he was like, dude, I just things can't go right for me. It's like, well, you're gambling your money away. I don't think that's, you know what I mean? I don't think that's God's fault. <laughs> like, what do you, do you uh, it's just people are so silly, man. But start to look for the lessons in these things. I'm telling you, life gets so much better when you... And at the end of the day, what's helped me uh, keep my head screwed on straight and not lose my marbles. You know, because if you know... And I know that there's people listening that know me from four years ago and know me now. And I'm a completely different person. I don't lose my cool anymore. I don't, almost ever. I do not lose, and some of you probably watch my social media, you're like, dude, you lose your, that ain't losing my cool, trust me. I haven't lost my cool in a long time. And uh, I started to, other than, you know, my relationship with the Lord, getting much closer and much better is, a, is number one, and that's without a doubt the most important reason. But uh, aside from that, I've started to, and I got this from Naval Ravikant, who's the author, well, one of my favorite books. I think Tim Ferriss wrote it, though, uh, but it's about Naval and his quotes. Um, the Almanac of Naval Ravikant. Um, I've mentioned that a couple times on this podcast. If you haven't listened, and this is your third time hearing that title, maybe it's about time you go pick the damn book up. But, <laughs> but uh, 
You know, he talks about treating life like a game. And when you start to treat life like a game and realize that in a game, it doesn't matter what you're playing. There's wins and losses. It's just about making sure that you win a few more times than you lose. That's it. Most people walking around right now, breathing air, are losing way more than they're winning. And they don't even realize they're playing a game. That's the thing. They don't even realize they're playing a game. Many of you don't even realize you're playing a game. Life is a game. Making money is a game. Like I'm talking about secular life. Your spiritual walk is not a game. You don't gamble with that. You don't play with that. You repent and believe the gospel. There you go. There's the whole game. And if you don't do that, you lose and you go to hell for an eternity where the worm doesn't die and the fire is not quenched. I don't want to end up there. So anyways, just got to get that jab in there for some of you. Oh, here's this homo veterinary hospital with their big trans gay flag. Ay, ay, ay. Coming up on June. Pride month. Our, our dead vets get one day and these deviant sodomite homosexuals get a whole month. <laughs> Anyways. It's just very frustrating that people can't see the agenda. And I'm not trying to bash gay people. You know what I mean? You are living in sin, but it's no different than an alcoholic. It's no different than me and the sins I struggle with. You know what I mean? I just don't have a whole month for my sin. <laughs> you know what I mean? The alcoholic. We don't have a we don't have an alcohol month for alcoholics. You know what I mean? That's that's what it's like. Okay. Anyways, going back to what I was saying before, it's a game, and there's wins and losses. You just got to win more than you lose, but you're gonna lose. But everybody walking around right now with their heads in the sand, they're all playing the game, but they're losing. Like, whether you want to do it or not, you're playing the game. Many of you are just on the losing side. Go to school, get a job, clock in, clock out, get the mortgage, buy the cars, pay the bills, be, be, do listen to the tax man, but you're losing. Lose, 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 lose. Well, Mike, it's a pretty comfortable life, is it? Is it? Huh? Is it comfortable? Is it comfortable? Is this why you have a pornography addiction and you can't go to your kid's baseball game without getting a buzz first? <laughs> Is it comfortable? Are you comfortable? No, you're miserable. Because you're losing. Because you're losing. that's okay. We can start to win. We just got to realize we're playing the game. How do you win the game? First of all, got to have some fun. Stop taking things so seriously. The more seriously you take things, the more of a death grip you have on the steering wheel. Like try driving around a city or anywhere with a squeeze the steering wheel as hard as you possibly can. You're going to lose control. Dude, I barely even have a hand on the steering wheel most of the time. I drive with my knees. I mean, I, dude, I could do long division and bake pancakes in the car while driving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to be relaxed. You got to relax. Listen, man, some of y'all listening to me and some of you guys text me and you're like, it's just always like so serious. It's like life isn't that serious. It's not, You're not going to die because of this. You're not going to die because of that. You're not going to, none of this is going to kill you. Now, if you text me that you had a cancer diagnosis, it'd be a different story. You know, but it's not. It's problems that are not cancer diagnoses. Diagnoses. 
diagnoses, idiot. <laughs> you gotta have fun. You gotta relax. You gotta relax. Like when you watch um, a relaxed intensity. I love oxymorons like that. Like aggressive patience. You guys know that's my other MO. Relaxed intensity. I think about like Tom Brady or Michael Jordan or LeBron or Tiger Woods or uh, what's that uh, grandmaster chess guy? Uh, Magnus Carlson. I think about these great, you know, because there's, there's value in studying people that are great. Kobe, you know, when you see them playing, whether it's chess or even poker or basketball or football, there's an intensity to them. Obviously a very sharp focus, but they're, what do they look like a lot of times? Very relaxed. Very relaxed. You have to be, and, and at the end of the day, that's being a consummate professional. The consummate professional, she or he knows that no matter what, with, here's, let me give it to you right now. Let me get, wait, what was my saying? Somebody remind me of my saying from the other episode when I'm about to give you the whole kit and caboodle. That's a saying too. I can't remember what it was. Damn it. Um, but here's the thing. The consummate professional is relaxed because they know if they just keep playing, they're going to win. Do you understand what I just said to you? If you just persist through everything, you're going to win. Persistence is above all else what separates the 1% from the 99%. Persistence is the key to everything. The consummate profession, it was either Kobe or MJ, maybe it was MJ who was talking about how many game-winning shots he missed, how many playoff games he lost, how many championships he lost. He talked about all of his failures, and here it's Michael Jordan. And you just show up and play. So the reason why these professionals appear to be so relaxed yet intensely focused is they know that if you play long enough, you're going to win. You're going to win in the long term. You play long enough. You train hard enough. You do the right things long enough. You are going to win. That is all the encouragement that any of you should need to stay on the path. You're going to win. Now, winning where you start and where you end up might change. Winning for me five years ago was much different than what winning looks to me now. But I would very proudly say, but also with a lot of humility, because I know it could be taken away from me in a heartbeat, I'm winning right now. I'm home all day, every day with my wife and my kid. I'm going to make more money this year than I've ever made in my life. Things in other areas that I'm struggling with in my life uh, where I'm being attacked, I'm, I'm, I'm racking up W's there. Um, I'm winning. And it's the result of, but I haven't won yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm not where I want to be yet. Will I, is there a finish line? I don't know. I don't even know what my finish line looks like. 
And that's a point of, ver of vulnerability that I'm going to share with you guys because I tell you guys you have to have clarity. I know what my purpose is. I don't have clarity as to what my finish line looks like. Like I know, maybe I do. I don't know. I have to work out the details a little bit more before I can comfortably say. I want to... You know, the, I, I, I feel the calling on my life to speak. And I don't know if I'm supposed to preach or be motivational. or I don't. I feel like at some point I'm going to have to start traveling around. Like I can see myself traveling and speaking. I don't know how we got here. But the, the, point, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make ultimately is this, man. Is you've got to be relaxed but intense. You have to be intense when it comes to focus and execution, but you got to be, there we go. That's what it is. Oh, it just came to me. You've got to be relaxed in terms of your focus and your, or you've got to be intense in turn. I see I got cocky and I almost lost it. You've got to be intense in terms of your focus and your execution and relaxed in terms of outcome. Understanding you ain't going to win every single time, but you'll win more times than you lose. But you got to take your losses with grace. You got to analyze what you did wrong, what you could have done better, and then you move your ass forward. I feel like this was a good episode, man. All right, I love you guys. I'm going to hit the gym deadlifts today, baby. Uh, used to hate them. Now it's my favorite day of the week. All right, let's get it. Peace.